T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. LeBron was back in town. Uh, my favorite. Listen, I've been I've been called somebody who has some strong takes. Dare I say hot takes before? N- nothing I have said ever in my career. And remember, I was the guy that said Ken Griffey Jr. was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. So that is that's one of the whoppers that I put out there. The scorching hot takes that I put out there. Nothing has come close that I've ever said into a microphone. As much of a hot take as people on Twitter last night saying, "Uh, are the Cavs doing another video to honor LeBron James? Uh, are we really still talking about the best player ever from this region and a guy who, who brought us to our first championship in 51 games? Uh, when will it end? Uh, I, your, your boy doesn't play this card too often. You are what's wrong with society. Right, because I didn't see a single person, and again, I didn't see every person at uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse yesterday. I didn't see a single person who was like, "Oh, turn it off." But no, no, give us more of that uh, that interstitial content while where the guys have to answer questions from basic history. I want to know if uh, Jared Allen knows who King Louis is. It was a great moment, and. To me, last night was basketball perfection because I'm a simple man. I have simple tastes. You know this, right? I work with a guy that's got a Louis Vuitton bag. I am the opposite of Louis Vuitton bag. I have a handbag for my computer that I'm pretty sure is about 45 years old. That might be only slight hyperbole. I have simple tastes. So last night, from a basketball perspective, I got everything I wanted. 
It was the best of both worlds. I got to watch LeBron James still be really, really good at basketball. And then I got to watch the Cavs win. So I got to watch my favorite basketball player in history. And no one will ever, to me, be what LeBron James is to me. He's about a year older than I am. We grew up down the street from each other, although I don't think he knows I'm alive. And uh, yeah, LeBron is, to me, he's the Mecca. So I got to watch him, and I got to watch the Lakers lose, which is a special kink for me. All right, I can just own that right up. Like, I got a couple, but right up there is watching the Lakers and Celtics lose. The only thing that might have surpassed it from a sports perspective is is, is if Aaron Judge had signed with the San Francisco Giants this week because John Vacari and Andy Roth would have just left the station. They would have just quit because I would have been laughing the entire time and just rubbing in their face. It didn't happen, though. He's still a Yankee. We'll get to that. But watching the Cavs win last night, and more importantly, can we all just I don't think we're properly going into sports hyperbole enough yet on what Donovan Mitchell is doing. Uh, LeBron James yesterday, post-game, gave his thoughts on on Donovan Mitchell's game and the, the, the night that he had last night. No, I mean, Mitchell is just, he's Mitchell. I mean, he did a, he did a great job of uh, penetrating our gaps, uh, you know, making some tough shots all night and into a real good comfort. But, um, you know, he's, he's a special kid. 20 points in the fourth quarter for Donovan Mitchell as the Cavs get the 116-104 win and Donovan Mitchell with 43 points. Um, I think we've all been in the love bubble with Donovan Mitchell for so long that we have yet to properly overly hype him because that's what you do. It's like the best part of being a super fan of a team is you get to go out and say, uh, you know, stupid stuff. Like I remember, I remember the Blue Jays being in town in like 2001 and there was like three drunken Toronto fans that were, were were chanting MVP for Carlos Delgado, who who was having like a really nice season, but not an MVP type season. But to them, that was their MVP. Well, I don't think it's just going to be three or four drunken fans. Donovan Mitchell and what he's done in Cleveland. If he continues at this pace, and it's 29 points per game, but there's one stat that I think really highlights what he's done here. But 29 points per game is just kind of the the beginning barometer on how well he's doing. And that would be a career high by, I believe, about three points per game. What he's doing in Cleveland, he's taking his game to another level. He's playing at another level. He's playing inspired basketball. And it's so funny because when we have or when Donovan has a night where he goes out and scores eight points, uh, I I feel like the reaction to that is bigger than when Donovan goes out and drops 43 because the expectations are bigger. But Donovan Mitchell right now is probably in the top three in an MVP conversation. And if he locks the Cavs in at a three seed, I think he should be the NBA MVP as long as the numbers stay where they are. Because one of the things we talked about with Donovan were, well, could he fit within a team defense? He's done that. Is he is he is he a great defender? Is he a legendary defender? No, but is he playing within the system as they're asking him to? Yes. Uh, what were some of the other things? Oh, would he would be would he be patient enough with this young team? And I thought it was great. I think it was Mike Breen yesterday on the broadcast pointed out that. In Utah, Donovan was the youngest of the veterans. So he was kind of the perpetual little brother. 
So one of the kind of risks we didn't really talk about is this is the first time he's been the vet, right? He's been the big brother, not the little brother. And I don't know if you guys, oh, it's Brian Anderson, thank you, uh, on TNT. You can tell how much I pay attention to the announcers. But he did say something I like, this Brian Anderson fellow. Um, but if you guys pay attention, and it's not just last night. I noticed it last night because um, they, they, were, they actually showed a video package of Donovan both, both kind of running some discourse with J.B. Bickerstaff and, of course, uh, you know, kind of him like instructing the younger players and kind of working with them and getting them where they need to be on the court or encouraging them to take a shot. And he's done that. He's become the big brother on this team. And he's been, he's had such a great attitude, not just a great attitude. Like every time he speaks, it's one of the few guys that I've seen since LeBron or, or as a Cavalier that I think holds himself as the face of a franchise. And then on the court, one of the things Donovan Mitchell just was, was not good enough at for some people in the, uh, the NBA, it was his three point shot. He was right around league average. I think his career, he's like a 36% three-point shooter. Or at least that was his career high. And obviously there's some volume issues and other stuff. But one of the big knocks was, well, he's he's an okay three-point shooter. He's not a great three-point shooter. He's shooting 42% from three. That's sustainable. There are going to be times where you get the ball less. There are going to be times where you get the ball more, right? Those things tend to average out when you're – uh, a player that, that can score in volume. Those things ebb and flow. But if he keeps that 42% three-point shooting, if he keeps that above uh, 40%, guys, we're going to be talking about Donovan Mitchell as a serious MVP candidate all year long. That is something I didn't expect. So it was a great night. And I will ask you guys, since I started talking about this, I started talking about the uh, reaction to LeBron James being back in town. Have we reached a point where the LeBron tributes should stop? Because when, when Dustin and I talked about this, and, and I got to be honest with you guys, Dustin has a stronger take on that side of this than I do. I think it's nonsensical. I, I'm, I'm a little pissed there isn't a 55-foot statue of LeBron James outside uh, of the arena. I don't care that he still plays in the NBA. I don't care that he's probably going to own uh, an, a, another NBA team that isn't the Cleveland Cavaliers in the future. Hell, I don't care... That uh, that that the idea of well, let's wait until we can celebrate him and we can have a whole LeBron day when he's done in the NBA does not matter to me. I want my fifty-five foot statue of LeBron James, and I want it now, please and thank you. But I thought that the video tributes to me were another illustration of something that we're going to start the show with, and it's a question I have for you guys. I don't know anyone will ever mean as much to Cleveland sports as LeBron James has meant to Cleveland sports and Northeast Ohio sports, pro sports at least. And I know we've had a couple guys that are on that level. Obviously, Jim Brown's been talked about. From the coaching perspective, Paul Brown's been talked about. We've had plenty of Hall of Famers in this town. Bob Feller's another name that we can throw out there. But given what he meant, being a local kid, and what he uh, has continued to mean, with what he's done uh, in the city of Akron, what he has done philanthropically, and honestly, the fact that I think you can make a case that he is the, if not the best basketball player of all time, the second best basketball player of all time, 
it it's taken a lot of work to try and construct a world in which somebody can mean that to the city of Cleveland. I mean, it's been a few years now, right? LeBron has been gone for a while. Yet another tribute video. Yet, uh, I got to be honest, last last night, if you were downtown, it was popping, right? Um, I, trying to drive out of this godforsaken uh, parking deck with all these dum-dums who clearly never come up to Cleveland. And then, oh, there was a person? Oh, yeah, boy. I Listen, I've been working on my anger, okay? I'm not quite Goose Fraba yet. All right, but I'm working. I'm not, I'll never be the Dalai Lama. I know this, but I'm working on my anger level. I'm trying to be a better person. And there was somebody who drove. I'm driving down the second floor ramp, and there's somebody who drove the wrong the wrong way. You have to look. You, you you It's impossible to get on this side of the garage. And she was over there, swung in front of me, paid no attention that my big ass truck was barreling down this ramp. And then she drives in front of me through parking spots, UEs around, and is just like, I pulled down the window and I was like, miss, are you drunk? Is there something I'm missing here? Is there a, is there a medical emergency going on? And she was like, ah, every, every fiber of my being not to flicker off. I didn't. I was a gentleman and I simply muttered things under my breath after my window was up. Because that's how you treat ladies. Was it the same person that made the terrible turn as we we're walking up? No. Park, you remember? You no. know what I'm talking about? No, it was another dum dum. I'm telling you. And every every like every rung that I came down for every every new level I came down, there was another idiot. It was it was like it was like playing Mario on uh, on the the uh, on the on the computer. I almost said on the friggin' computer. I'm just gonna own that. But yeah, it was another idiot. This one dumber than the last. But I, I, I think it's a fascinating question. Will, will Cleveland ever have an athlete as big as LeBron? And I got to be honest with you, putting LeBron in proper context, it takes about a segment because he isn't just maybe the greatest basketball player in history or arguably the second greatest basketball player in history, because we're not going to have that godforsaken conversation today. 216-578-1192. Who's better? MJ or LeBron? He's, he's not just arguably one of the two best basketball players ever. He's from here. He's from, uh, sorry, he's from just around here, from just down the road, as he made sure to point out. He is from here. He is one of the greatest stories of all time. Being a, a young man that that was raised by a single mother he, who came from very simple means, who happens to be from here, who then went on to become one of the two best basketball players ever, who spent a majority of his career playing for the hometown team, and then he did the thing like and it's weird to me that people diminish this. He won the first championship in Cleveland in over 50 years. I had relatives in 1964 that went to bed after Jim Brown and company won the won the, won the national won the NFL championship thinking, "I can't wait till we do this again." And then they never experienced that again. My my uncle Richard, his lifespan, he was born in 1965. His lifespan was literally championshipless, and LeBron did it in an era 
where it might never be tougher to be a small market team. That's the impact of LeBron. And so as I tried to calculate, like how could anyone mean what LeBron means to Cleveland? How can an athlete ever be that again? Because he's now the standard bearer. Every athlete that we have, like if you, you if you should be so fortunate that you rise to the ranks to be one of the greatest of your generation, every great athlete, not not good, not, well, he was good for a couple years, right? We're not going the Albert Bell route here, even though I love me some Albert Bell. Every truly transcendent athlete from here in, for 100 years, I'm, I pulled that number out of my ass, 50 years, they're going to be compared to LeBron. So the bar is so impossibly high. And uh, by the way, Twitter reactions brought to you by Shivan Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, ben Axelrod had, had tweeted at us, WKYC Lore, saying, well, given that he is in an ilk of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, he's maybe the most notorious, the most uh, successful athletes of all time, it's unlikely. I, I think the only real hope is if that person's a Browns quarterback. Because I, I just, in terms of a basketball player, I just, you get one of these, right? Like, uh, Milwaukee had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Took 50 years until they had another player on the level of Kareem, and it's, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, and by the way, you might be lucky if you have one of these. Like San Antonio got super lucky that they had a, a time where David Robinson bled into Tim Duncan. Small market teams like uh, Charlotte, the, the Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo, that's their guy. That's the first guy of that ilk that they've had in since Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning and Glenn Rice. And by the way, even those guys weren't on the level that LeBron is. We're talking about the best player or one of the five best players in the NBA at any given point. But LaMelo's their hope now. So it's really tough. As great as Donovan Mitchell is, like Donovan Mitchell, you're going to have to win multiple titles in this town. And even then, well, he's not from here. Well, he's not maybe the greatest player of all time. So to me, the Browns are the most popular team in town by a wide margin. It's 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 a it's a football country. It's not just a football town. I think the starting point of any athlete that might, and I'm saying might, reach LeBron's level one day is the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. But the conversation starts with about three Super Bowls. Cause that's that like it's gonna take you're going to have to beat LeBron on championships in Cleveland so many times over that that's the equalizer. 216-578-0092. With LeBron in town last night, Cavs got to win. That's LeBron, uh, Le Le sorry, LeBron plays, the Lakers lose, and the Cavs win. It's a good trifecta to have on a Tuesday night in December in Cleveland. But with LeBron back in town, Will anyone, will any Cleveland athlete ever be as big as LeBron? Let's go with Rick. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, what's up, Nicholas? How y'all doing? This is Rick. Oh, very good. Thank you. Okay. Welcome to the show. 
So I was yes, thrown sir. off by you calling me Nicholas. I just, I was like, is, is, is this, is my mom calling me? What's going on? <laughs> right. I'm with you. They need to start erecting, um, getting the measurements for that statue right now. Um, we have a lot of prominent athletes that played here in Cleveland sports, but only a few bought a championship. Jim Brown bought one. Feller bought one. They deserve it. LeBron deserves it. So they need to start getting the measurements for that statue right now. And in order, what you just said, um, they have people have to win multiple championships to get on LeBron's level. I want to half disagree with you. You bring one championship to Cleveland, you deserve something. Well, That's yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't think I don't think <laughs> if somebody wins one title, and I can't wait till they erect that statue either. So I, I need that LeBron statue. The question is, are we going to do the chalk toss? Is it going to be the block from behind? Like, what's the what's the, to to steal a phrase from the morning show? What's the champion's pose for for LeBron on the statue? One championship is going to make you a legend in Cleveland. Hell, we got guys in this town who didn't win one that don't have to buy a beer ever again. Guys from the '90s uh, Indians teams, right? Uh, Bernie Hanford Dixon, right? But one title will absolutely make you immortal in this town. It won't make you LeBron. Because unless that, because I mentioned the Browns quarterback, unless that quarterback is from Mogador or Medina County, which could happen. Drew Aller is pretty damn good at Penn State. But unless that, that, uh, that quarterback is, is from Northeast Ohio, unless he becomes one of the most prominent um, philanthropists in America. And I really do think, like, I think LeBron stands as a symbol of hope for Clevelanders of all races, genders, ethnicities, sexualities, all of it. I think there's a special power that LeBron has being an inner-city kid, being an inner-city black kid from Akron. To be what and to 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 do all those other things we've talked about. Rich, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, yeah. So uh, I got I got to agree at first glance hmm. that there's only a handful of goats across four major sports, and you've had one play here. So I mean, the amount of eyeballs he's put on the area like you said i mean you, you got to factor in yeah one championship but 11 years of national spotlight uh, uh on cleveland ohio it's hard to argue that anyone will have that effect but the more you talked about a, a browns quarterback i got to agree and a browns quarterback coming in here and winning multiple championships say three mm-hmm. i mean that's I, I don't know. I got to argue. We might forget. Uh, <laughs> we might forget about LeBron's legacy a little bit uh, and and catapult that person. I mean, you, you think about three Super Bowl parades in downtown Cleveland with the same guy leading the float. I mean, that guy's going to be uh, uh, pretty much a messiah of the area. So let me ask you, because this is I, I like where we're going with this. If Pat Mahomes was the quarterback 
of the Cleveland Browns. They, they had taken him in 2017. Somehow they, they don't trade down that for the pick that became Deshaun Watson for Houston. They actually trade up, and it's Miles Garrett and it's Pat Mahomes. And he's already won a Super Bowl. Would Mahomes, six years in, where, where would his standing with that one Super Bowl title be next to LeBron? Yeah, I mean, LeBron's head and shoulders above that. See, I think because, and again, but, that but is that is you. That, that's the drought too. I mean, that's you got to you got to give it to the guy who ended the drought. I mean, that there, there's something to be said for that. Rich, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. But somebody on Twitter thinks I'm somehow turning this into a negative take about LeBron James. Yeah, Twitter, man. We got to make Twitter fun again. I thought that's what Elon Musk promised us, but it is not Twitter. It is not fun. Twitter has gotten only more anal retentive since Elon Musk took over. Everybody's puckering out there. Nobody's having fun. Will any Cleveland athlete... Let's uh, drop the scenario for me. Because I think we know right now it's inconceivable anybody can be as big as LeBron in Cleveland. So drop the scenario in which a Cleveland athlete could get on that same level as LeBron James. I did ask you guys, construct a reality, right? Construct the circumstance in which somebody, an athlete in Cleveland, might grow to the level of popularity, of influence, all that that LeBron has done. And understand, that's not just talking about how popular he'll be in Cleveland, but how popular he is in the league. Let's go with uh, Trell. Trell, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Uh, I just wanted to say we kind of threw just through a curveball at me because I was going to throw you a scenario where uh, somebody could be more popular in the city of Cleveland, but I don't know about the league. But the scenario is a quarterback. He don't even have to be from Ohio. He could be from Wyoming, Texas. If he wins a Super Bowl for the Browns, how is he not the most beloved person in sports? So let me ask you, if, if Mahomes – so LeBron just won the title in uh, 2016 – if Pat right. Mahomes had won the title for Cleveland in 2020, you think that for the Cleveland Browns, I should say, you think that would make him more popular than LeBron? Depends on if we drafted him. If we drafted him, absolutely. I think it's interesting. Thanks for the call, buddy. I think it's really interesting. Um, I think the Deshaun part of this is really interesting as well. Because when, when Dusty and I talked about it earlier today, I was like, I think I think Deshaun Watson might be the greatest that like the greatest chance Cleveland's had at a, an athlete that could rival the influence, the uh the the power, the popularity in Cleveland that LeBron would have. Because he's the face uh, of this organization and he is arguably I don't think it's arguably, I think it's a fact. I think I think Deshaun's the most physically talented quarterback. Cleveland ever has. Will we ever see that level of play from him? I don't know. We'll have to find out. But from a talent perspective, and when I say talent, guys, it's not just the physical stuff. He's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL right now in terms of processing, in terms of his ability. So he's he's in the right spot, right? He's got everything you want physically. He's done it in the NFL previously. I don't know that it matters that he wasn't drafted here. I do wonder... One, how long does he have to play? How much does he have to win? And I don't know about the off-the-field stuff. I don't know if that holds him back. I would have, If you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have said yes. 
And then the reaction to his press conference where people said, I don't give a damn about the off-the-field stuff. I want to talk football. That shocked me that more people were just, oh, this is about football. I don't care. James, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. I, I'll just say this. Now, this, this is a big if, okay? This is a very big if. But if Donovan Mitchell were to bring two championships for the Cavaliers, you would have to rank him higher than either LeBron or Jim Brown because he won two championships, and those guys, you know, only won one in their respective sport. I'm not saying that would necessarily make him higher than LeBron as far as the all-time greats in the history of players of the NBA, but I'm just saying as far as Cleveland goes, if he were to win two championships, you'd have to put him at number one. And, and the biggest argument I would say to that, help me out if I get this wrong, but what's that, Big Poppy from uh, the Red Sox, Ortiz? Mm-hmm. He's got, he, he, won, he won more championships than Ted Williams and Carl Yastrzemski combined, period. So if you're making up a lot, an all-time list of, of great Red Sox, he's, he's top man. With, with, without a doubt, those as great as as legendary as those other guys were, they didn't get it done. You know, I you know, I I actually I don't think people in Boston would agree with you, James. And I thank you for the call. Um, I I don't understand people who just get into the championship math. I don't. Um, even in the NBA, like I think I think players are more responsible. Like great players, individual great talents like LeBron are more responsible in the NBA. Uh, individually for titles than in any other sport. It's also a team sport. To me, LeBron's greatest uh, accomplishment uh, in terms of his actual skill, his impact on winning, isn't he won a title in 2016. It's not winning a title in 2020. Or sorry, winning a a title in 2020 or 2012 or 2013. No, no, no. It was that 2007 season. Or the 2007 NBA Finals. He took... 14 scrubs. Zadrunas Ogauskas that year would have been the fifth best player on the San Antonio Spurs. Um, who was the next best? Mo Williams might not have started on the San Antonio Spurs. Those were his two other best players. So this idea of, because I think what happens in, when we just get into the championship wars, it's devoid of context. Donovan Mitchell wins one title. That one title can't possibly mean what LeBron's one title meant. John, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Yeah, for me personally, if Deshaun hoists that Lombardi trophy, that'll put him over LeBron. No no ifs, fans, or buts about it for me. I think the court, this is a football town. It's the most popular sport in the country. Most people look at teams like Pittsburgh and uh, New England. They're the gold standards of sports around here. Yeah, there's the there's the Lakers and there's the Boston Celtics, but this is a football country. And if, champion, if Deshaun hoists that championship, that's prestige for this city. LeBron, yeah, he he brought the championship in 2016. I'm not trying to denigrate that, but that might own, if that uh, if the baseball team in 2007 does that, then LeBron's championship that's just the second one. So, well, but they didn't, I think the John. One, yeah, well, they didn't. Well, yes, you're absolutely right on that, and I'm still <laughs> angry about it, but. I'm I'm nah, I'm more, I'm more pissed about John real quick. I'm more pissed about 2016 
with the because I I wanted to be able to brand it the summer of CLE. I really tried to make that happen, and and also you know what? Can I just say this? It still chaps my ass about the Cubs having a home game in world world uh, game game seven of the World Series. I really like Bill Murray. I really like Eddie Vetti, Eddie Vetter. They're they're some of my favorite cultural icons ever. I hate them about five percent because they got to John Cusack dead to me. I don't like him as much as I like Bill Murray or Eddie Vedder. They're dead to me because you you celebrated a, a home championship basically with the way that crowd was in Game Seven. I'll never forgive it. I wanted that one. Guardians, or sorry, Indians blew a three-one lead. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.